This week's episode of Just a Tip podcast is brought to you by Honor. If you're like me and you love a new sex toy because masturbation is life, or you like to keep extra kinky with a partner, then Honor is the place to go. Honor have a massive range of saucy outfits and every kind of sex toy you can imagine, including the H31 that you guys have been asking me about plus very discreet packaging. All JTT pod listeners can get 15% off with the code JTT15. So head over to honour.co.uk and pick up something new today. Now let's start the show. Put that thing away, you're going to get us all killed. Look at the size of that thing. I can't. It's too big. Sorry, sweetheart. I haven't got time for anything else. I know you want to. I know you want to. Hi guys and welcome back to another episode of Just The Tip Podcast. I am your host Georgette and you can follow me at Just Georgette on Twitter and Instagram. I changed my handle so it's just as in Just The Tip um, underscore G-E-O-R-G-E-T-T-E if you're not following me already. And you can follow the podcast at Just The Tip Pod on Twitter and Instagram. So that's the same. So no need to panic. And don't forget, you can hashtag JTT Pod to get involved in this conversation and every other conversation in case you're catching up on other episodes. And yeah, so this week I have a new guest with me and I'm very excited about my guest today. Um, So I'm going to let my guest introduce and then we'll kick off the episode. Hi everyone, this is Persia Kit. I am a burlesque performer. I am someone who is heavily into kink and I am a model and somebody who absolutely loves cats. I love that. <laughs> I love In a that. Nutshell. There's a lot more, but yeah, that's, that's me. We'll like yeah. <laughs> dive into it. That's fine. Don't worry. So... One of my icebreakers for you. So what is your favourite unusual kink? I like... (laughs) (laughs) You're laughing. Oh my God, go on. I'm like, I wasn't expecting that as the first question. Yeah, straight in. Um, I like... I'm quite into masks. Is that a kink though? That's more of a fetish though, because there's there's kink kinks are things that you incorporate into like your sex life or your kink life. Mm-hmm. I guess that doesn't make sense. Um, like kink is more of a broader thing, whereas fetishes are quite specific. I feel like if I say masks, that's quite a specific fetish. Yeah. Rather than a kink, um, role plays, but I don't feel like it's very unusual. I don't feel like I have very unusual kinks mm-hmm. but then maybe to other people they yeah, are yeah so like I, f- I find that I'm quite to me it's quite normal but yeah. actually it probably isn't yeah to a lot of other people who are vanilla yeah so like <laughs> it if I think about a lot of my listeners um like I wouldn't say that they're all necessarily vanilla yeah. but um they're becoming very open to a world that they either didn't know about or, yeah. or, or didn't know like a lot about so what might not be considered as unusual to you yeah they might be like oh my god like I never heard of that before or I've I've heard of it and I've wanted to explore it okay um, 
Yeah. Um, so, yeah, masks and probably spitting is quite a big one as well. Yeah. Not receiving, but um, doing it, so spitting on people. Yeah. Or using, like, a lot of water. Not necess- I'm not into suffocation, mm-hmm. um, but there's elements of breath play as well that I <gasps> experiment with. I was reading about that recently, actually. Okay, what did you read? Um, I, I haven't used it fully myself um I had a sexual experience with a woman Mm -hmm. and she kind of incorporated it into our sex but I was quite like I I don't know if I'm doing this right okay so so I thought okay you know let me have a read up up on it yeah but um yeah like if you could explain more of what it is I mean there's different elements of it um but for me personally it was it's more like manipulating okay that during sex or during pleasure so manipulating how much someone can or can't breathe Breathe. um you can use all sorts of things really i guess yeah it probably is more going into the realms of suffocation but it's not like there's a spectrum there's Mm -hmm. levels to these things um you can do it with latex if you had like a hood or um even just materials you can use things like cling film. Yeah, just cover somebody's face with it or have your face covered. Yeah. Um, what else have I done? Um, masks mm-hmm. can be tightened. That's probably it yeah. in terms of what I've used. Yeah, what you've done. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously your hands as well. Yeah. Um, but there are so many different ways to to do these things and often we're kind of taught that you have to go out and buy all of this stuff and actually most of it is already just there in your house in your house (laughs) (laughs) but um you know that's what that Mm. industry is for to encourage people to go out and and buy like sex toys and products but you don't always have to Mm. so then when it comes to breath play um how do you decide how much someone can or can't breathe or how long they will or won't Um, breathe for well i i use time limits that were previously agreed but that's me personally i know other people can kind of gauge it based on energy but i don't feel comfortable yeah i'm going beyond something that's been previously agreed i think if that's what people prefer to do that's fine that works for them but for me personally that's the limit of mine is to not be playing about when it comes Mm. to that like a certain amount of seconds yeah and that's it because then I'll become anxious yeah and I won't enjoy it yeah um even if they've agreed that they want to experiment with you know not having a time limit that that's a limit for me is that I have to have this boundary in place, even though I'm not the one being manipulated. Yeah. Because I would cool. worry about accidents happening. Yeah. They do happen. You have to be really careful. Um, some people don't always research these things properly or they don't discuss it properly first or they've had alcohol first. Mm. And, you know, it's it's really quick when these things happen, when it goes wrong, it goes wrong really quickly. And that's quite a scary thing. And I never want to be in that situation ever. I'm guessing the 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 easiest or the the quickest thing to go wrong is that someone could pass out. Yeah. 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 That would and be terrifying. Happen. 
it definitely does happen but yeah I would encourage people to try it if they're intrigued yeah but just go slowly have lots of conversations first and make sure that everyone gives consent yeah it's not just about the person who's receiving it um, it's also the person giving it needs to feel comfortable yeah. with with how long and in and the methods as well because it can be quite triggering it can mm, yeah be quite it's not like you said a usual thing yeah. so it can be something that actually might bring up another issue yeah and then instantly doesn't become pleasure anymore yeah 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 so definitely do your research yeah but like I think that's with like everything. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure that you do your research, that you're completely comfortable with anything that you're either going to try or the person doing it to you is also very comfortable doing it. Yeah. Um, okay, my second icebreaker. <laughs> if you could have sex with one cartoon character, <laughs> who would it be? Um, I don't really watch cartoons. Anime? Can I, can I be given some examples or some some characters yeah okay so um when i put this out on on twitter earlier on in the week somebody said um prince oh what was his name (laughs) prince i feel like i have to also maybe um, google some characters damn it was he from cinderella oh Oh, you mean like disney as well yeah okay any kind Um, of cartoon can be Disney, can be... I don't know. Someone from Cartoon Network, like... Yeah, I don't really watch cartoons. I went to a, a kink event mm-hmm. and you had to dress up as a a character. Okay. And two of my friends and I went as um, Josie and the Pussycats. Okay. <laughs> so maybe that would be my answer. Yeah. Over the weekend, um, I watched the Joker movie. Okay. Which yeah. I loved. But I, th- I found myself, like, <laughs> really attracted to him. Really? Honestly. <laughs> honestly. <laughs> and I was literally, like, in the cinema, like, hmm, what am I feeling right now? What was it about him? Honestly, his madness. I I, I know that sounds absolutely ridiculous. But no, it doesn't. We've all got our things. Yeah, but, like... Like, I'm not going to spoil it, but the more madness he displayed, the more yeah. I found him, like, I, tra- I was really, really drawn to him. Okay. I can see that, though. It's real, isn't it? It's yeah. raw and it's real. It's not, like, all covered up, like a lot of people cover yeah. up their yeah. madness. Yeah, it's yeah, you're right, actually. an honest, real thing to show that if mm. you are mad. I think we're all a bit mad, to be honest. 100%. And um, I haven't seen it. No, but, I, I was, <laughs> but I've seen him. Yeah, I, I was I was drawn to him, and I was just like, I find this guy really attractive. <laughs> this is this is different for me. Um, yeah, so for me, I'm gonna say the Joker because that's that's just my thing right now. This is. I'll just quickly show you this okay, go picture on. of us when we went um, to the <gasps> party, and that's. That picture's been drawn now by an artist. Is it? And um, I'll show you that as well. That <laughs> is on so a, sick. It's on a t-shirt now. It's quite fun. Oh, that is very, very cool. So yeah, we dressed up as Josie and the Pussycats because mm-hmm. I didn't really, yeah, that was kind of the theme, like dressing up as a, a character, but I yeah. didn't really know any. Yeah. And we were like, how can we all kind of go together as a trio and mm-hmm. represent like something real? And then that came up. That's very cool. 
But yeah, I can't think of any others no, other than that. Or that is cool. <laughs> um, and would you like a safe word? That's that's just in case I ask anything a bit too intrusive that you don't really want to talk about. Or, okay. Yeah. Um, a safe word mm-hmm. can be. Let's go with leopard. Leopard. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> so, I I want to know all about the world of burlesque and Mm. how you got into it Um, because I watched a few of your videos on your Instagram and I was like amazed because I think to be able to like channel your inner sexuality yeah uh, your femininity yeah and to like command an entire audience I I personally think that's that's sick (laughs) so I was just like I have to understand yeah. how you kind of got to that level of like confidence and when it first ever kicked off. Yeah. Yeah. So just, just everything. It's an interesting one because people often um, will give me that response or that feedback like I can um, really command an, a room of people and their attention. Yeah. Um, there's parts of my, a couple of my acts that I do there's parts that are completely silent as well and it will just be me looking at people, staring people oh my out. Gosh. Um recently I did a show and these men decided they were gonna start talking when it went silent. And at that point in that specific act, um the silence is to really magnify the moment of crowning myself yeah. as a black body. I think that's quite significant. Um it's also for me reclaiming power of my body Mm. and um you know owning my sexuality owning my femininity owning the fact that I am not someone who is naturally really confident and I'm not somebody who always knew that they were going to be on stage or anything like that I wanted to but I didn't think people like me could get there because I was always quite introverted shy yeah um have a lot of anxiety still do so that moment is really important for me but yeah these guys started talking and I just looked at them (laughs) Mm -hmm. and they carried on and I kept staring at them and I just did a quick click and then I put my finger to my lips like shut up yeah do not talk right now um and it for me, that was like probably one of the most powerful moments in my career. Oh my god! <laughs> because they stopped and everyone was like, Ooh. "Whoa!" <laughs> yeah, but that's great. Though. Like, don't talk. Yeah. Like you don't need to be talking. Um, and especially with men, I felt like it was just really disrespectful mm. because it takes a lot to get up on this stage, and it's not that. You know, sometimes people are going to talk in that, but they were literally just talking about, like, um, you know, not even anything that was urgent or important, yeah. in my opinion. But it was really loud because there was no music yeah. on. Um, and I just thought, no, You're I'm be not quiet. having that. Yeah. yeah, for real. No, definitely. <laughs> I'm not having that from, from men because it's kind of, for me, a symbol of, you know, we're always kind of controlled Mm. by the patriarchy and that always seems to determine how much space we can and can't take up um especially as as a black body a black 
feminine body, I just refuse mm. when I'm in that situation to feel powerless. Yeah. Because in this world, it's very much a case of being continuously reminded that I shouldn't have this much power or I shouldn't be entitled to these things. Yeah. Um, I know things are changing, but we've got a long way to go. Um, but through doing burlesque, it really does remind me that I can take up space, I can be powerful, I can pretty much be whoever I want to be, yeah. so long as it's not harmful yeah. to anybody else. I can um, be somebody who I've always wanted to see on stage. I can be somebody who's thankful to others who've been on stage long before me. Um, it's kind of like you're part of history yeah. really like one day someone might go through the archives and think oh yeah there was that yeah that performer Persia kit and she did this that's pretty amazing yeah. to think someday someone might look back and, and yeah. my picture might be there in a book or something um well I'd hope it would be yeah. I don't know but um, hopefully <laughs> so dream. for anyone that, that doesn't know what burlesque is yeah. How would you describe it? This is a very tricky thing <laughs> now because I feel like it's really evolved. Um, and there's also a lot of conflict, I think, okay. with, with answering that um, in the community. And for me personally, it is a celebration of who, any type of body who wants to reclaim their power mm-hmm. Um, it's not just for feminine bodies, um, but, you know, I think quite mainstream burlesque is often feminine bodies, but yeah. there's also, um, you know, you can be masculine and do a burlesque performance. I feel like for me, it's about yeah reclaiming your power, your sexuality. For me, it's about really showing femininity mm-hmm. it's about showing who I am as someone who identifies as a woman um and sharing that inner goddess being powerful it's about controlling how much the audience does or doesn't see at what specific time yeah. um it's very much a performance, but it's also for me something that's quite spiritual. Yeah. Uh, the clothes, the costuming is quite important. Yeah. Um, but also, you know, every performance is different. My most booked act is a reverse striptease act. So I actually come out without anything on mm-hmm. apart from a thong and then I put everything on so it's kind oh. of done back well yeah, yeah it's done in reverse um but a lot of the time it's a striptease starting fully clothed mm-hmm. and then or as clothed as you want to be and then removing those items mm-hmm. you can either do it with um just a purely sexual tone like it can be comedy mm-hmm. okay it can be quite political there's um, gorlesque as well. So there's performers who really focus on like certain, um, how can I explain it? 
Um, words, common words. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I'm the same, literally. I'm just like, what's that word? So Gaulist is like, um, so maybe you'd see a lot of blood. Um, maybe you'd see elements of um, like horror or whatever you want to call it. Not necessarily horror, but mm-hmm. yeah, just gore, just blood. Not like fake blood. Yeah, fake okay. blood. <laughs> I was like, wait, blood. I just want to clarify. Okay. <laughs> sorry, the words aren't coming to me. I'm not doing this justice. I'm really sorry if anyone listens to this and does school. <laughs> I know a few um, really amazing performers yeah. who do. Um, and there's a lot of like fetish mm-hmm. based burlesque, um, there's boylesque. There is nerdlesque. Nerdlesque. So that would be more like the the characters, okay. and, you know, um, heavily influenced by different areas. Like, I'm trying to think of an example of a really good nerdlesque act, and it's not coming not to coming me. Not coming to you. <laughs> it's alright. But yeah, those are the different categories. But essentially, I would yeah say it's about. Reclaiming your sexuality mm-hmm. and power via striptease or reverse striptease. Um, but there are also burlesque acts that um, have no elements of strip in it as well. Okay. It, it really does depend. That's why I find it quite hard to... Yeah, I've not yeah. really answered the question. I've just said the different ways that I see burlesque. Burlesque, yeah. Um, so for me... If I think about all of the the images that I saw of burlesque growing up, it was all very white. Yeah. Um, so, which is kind of why when I came across your profile, I was like, oh my God, like for me, seeing black people in these kind of spaces mm. is so important. Yeah. Because um, I feel like it has been missing for so long. And that is to do with kink, conversations about sex. Like I just don't feel like black people... Yeah. or black women were yeah. included. Yeah. Um, so like, I kind of want to ask how, like how it was for you going into that space. Okay. Yeah. As a black woman. Well, I was quite lucky because when I was starting out, um, I had other performers who were supportive towards me and I'd also um, discovered the Coca Butter Club. Yeah. So I had that, um, you know, there were those people there who I could ask advice from or um, speak to, but it is a very white-dominated industry. Mm-hmm. I, a lot of the times, yeah, I would go to shows and it would, and still often is, a, be a predominantly white lineup, um, which can be disheartening. Yeah. Because then it's like I don't, not that I don't feel I belong, but it's, it just feels like another fight. Like, oh, I have to really work a bit harder yeah. to make sure I get on that stage as well. And it shouldn't be like that. Um, and that's why it was so overwhelming and um, an absolute honour to mm. be part of that show that we did at the South Bank, the Black Burlesque Review. Because um, a lot of those women I'd been to shows and seen them perform yeah. when I was starting out and it was just incredible to have us all on on stage mm-hmm. together I've I've never even been to a show that looked like 
the show that I took yeah. part in. Um, and it shouldn't be like that. Yeah. That shouldn't be like a once-in-a-lifetime thing. That should be a very, you know, regular thing to see lots of people of colour on stages and it not just be, you know, because of this specific producer being a person of colour mm. too. Um, but there's often the excuse used that there aren't enough or there aren't people of colour <laughs> performers um outside of like the more busy areas like London Manchester people often say that they can't reach the performers of colour but you know I feel if you put the work in you will get those performers it's there's it's just a case of often there being um excuses in my opinion Mm -hmm. um and I don't want to hear that anymore neither do other people of colour, yeah. we just want to see, we just want to see representation and we don't want to feel marginalised in our own community because yeah. it's, it's our community as well. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's a journey. <laughs> yeah. And how long have you been doing this for now? Um, about two and a half years okay. now, which is seems strange to even say that because I still remember how it felt when I just performed. Um, I look back on old videos and absolutely cringe. <laughs> okay, okay, so what was your your first ever act like? So my first act is the reverse striptease okay. act. Um, it's called the Feline Goddess, mm-hmm. and it. A dedication to the ancient Egyptian feline goddess mm-hmm. Bastet or Bast depends on. Um, there's different versions of how you can refer to this goddess, and I chose her because I really wanted an act that was inspired by um, a goddess who was about all the things that resonate with me. So obviously she was the protector of women, children, cats. She was about sensuality, um, music and dance as well was quite a key feature Mm -hmm. in her temple. And it was just something that was screaming to me, like you have to do this. Because initially I didn't plan that. I planned a completely different act. Mm But then, yeah, something just happened and I was getting this energy, like, this is what you have to, have do. to do. Yeah, And I still perform that act now. I've changed it slightly, um, changed the costuming as well recently. Mm-hmm. Um, but essentially, it's still, it's still like my baby. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's mine um, that I hope to perform forever, really. Yeah. Because I just... I feel like that's what got me, that's what kind of made me, yeah. to be honest. Um, do you make your costumes or do you? No. no. Okay. <laughs> I need to learn to sew, it's terrible. I really need to learn how to sew. Yeah. Um, I've been saying that for a long time. <laughs> but because I know it's it's not going to be easy for me to do it, I just kind of push it aside. Yeah bit of a perfectionist sometimes I like to be able to do something right yeah straight away yeah. I'm like that um, 
So no, I don't make my costumes. I ask a good friend of mine, another burlesque performer, mm-hmm. Velvet Jones, to make my costumes yeah. predominantly. She's made um, quite a few of them. And um, or I'll just choose different people if it's something specific I yeah. want. I'll go to that person or that designer. Like, for example, if it's latex, I'll yeah. go to different latex designers. Okay, that's cool. Um, what else did oh, I had so many questions? <laughs> or I have. So um, I was looking at one of your posts and you mentioned the term ethically healthy kink. Yes. What is that? For me, it's about kink that is um ethical kink is kink that is about well-informed consent mm-hmm. um not just a case of do you like this yes do you like this yeah. no like really having those conversations understanding people's um personalities their energies understanding um risks that come with with it really having those conversations and also making sure that the space is always safe because it's such a disservice to yourself and the other person if you're engaging in something so powerful and not actually considering the space and each other's spaces. Mm -hmm. It's just something I've come across a lot. I've had so many bad experiences and it's just heartbreaking when I think about it and and often those experiences for people drive them away from from ever engaging in it again mm. and it shouldn't be like that um but yeah it's difficult and it doesn't mean that I am the best person to talk about these things yeah. it just means I'm practicing it it doesn't mean I'm an expert um I don't think you can ever be an expert there's always more to learn, to learn yeah definitely you should always kind of appreciate that there is more out there and there's always things that you might miss or someone else is always going to have a different version of things to yourself Mm -hmm. and another term that I saw um and wanted to ask is what is it to be a femdom so for me um femme the word femme is um for me somebody who is feminine presenting mm-hmm. um there's different levels of of how you see yourself when it comes to saying that you're femme um but for me it's just important to add that to to the time dumb because yeah. often it's quite a masculine perceived role so i want people to obviously they see me as and i'm quite feminine presenting but I still think it's really important to have that word mm-hmm. before the word dumb, dumb. Mm-hmm. and um dumb is just an abbreviation for dominant mm-hmm. or some people prefer dominatrix but for me I prefer the term femme and dumb um I'm not somebody who is actively working as a dom as well. So I think it's important not to use the word dominatrix. um, Because then that would take away from people who are 
yeah actively engaged mm-hmm. in that in that work um which i'm not at this time is it something <laughs> you'd consider absolutely yeah yeah <laughs> that's cool absolutely i um i had a guest on so this was this might be in the last year now okay um lady andromeda okay um she's an amazing dominatrix yeah. from from everything that she's told me and the conversations that we've had outside of um uh, the show yeah incredible woman like i respect her work a, a lot mm. she taught me a lot about <clears throat> what is considered um as sex work why yes. it's important for it to be considered as work as well yeah she also taught me a lot about um giving up your power to like another person yeah um and i think during the time that we had 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 that conversation sorry guys yeah during the time that we had had that conversation i had done a bit of like bondage play but not Mm. a great deal to the point where i was like where I, I thought, okay, I can trust this person to completely yeah. give them everything. Yeah. Um, whereas more recently I've done that a lot. And as much as I like to think I'm a bit of a switch, I actually really like being a sub. Okay. Um, like I just enjoy being like, like I have control, but I don't have control. Yeah. I think that's really important as well that you said that. Because I feel like, to be honest, it's... For me, the submissive has the control. Yeah. Obviously, um, you know, the dominant is executing a type of control, but, you know, there's with, without the submissive's consent or yeah, permission, exactly. this, this won't be happening. Because yeah. <laughs> a lot of the times um, we're often trying to control everything yeah. in the outside world, so it can be quite a release to let somebody else take mm-hmm. that responsibility definitely yeah um have you found <clears throat> um a direct impact on your sex life mm-hmm. since doing burlesque um in what way like so um negatively or positively both yeah um i think it's only been positive because it's just helped me be more comfortable in my skin okay um before I performed I was definitely a lot more reserved yeah in many ways definitely more reserved sexually as well but now it is a lot better for me it's completely different Mm -hmm. um but there are still things that I would like to doing and points I'd like to get to which I'm not at yet okay. like eye contact for example okay. during sex I can still find that quite hard during yeah. um, vanilla sex yeah yeah. okay is there anything else that you would want to get like get to Um, I can't think of anything which mm. is probably a good thing okay, other yeah. than eye contact yeah because yeah. I think about the sex I was having beforehand mm. like I didn't always want to look directly at yeah that person yeah because like it made me aware that we were both very present like in that yeah. moment i know it freaks me out yeah so, so like i'm why. just like oh my god this person's just looking directly at me and i'm just looking directly at them and we're having sex and we're still staring at each other um and 
I didn't find it as playful as what I do yeah, now. Yeah. Um, whereas now I almost want to do it like as a competition. Okay, that's yeah. interesting. So it's very much like we're both in like a lot of pre- pleasure, mm-hmm. but I still want that person to like be able to yeah. focus on me and like yeah. maintain that that eye contact. Mm. Um, but that definitely took time. Yeah. It's an interesting yeah, isn't it? It is indeed. Um, And then any pros and cons of burlesque that you found? Um, Well, just the representation issue. Yeah. Um, But that's um, beyond the world of burlesque. That's just in the world. In the world, yeah, Yeah. for real. Um, Things like, um, you know, some acts being quite racist and the issue of cultural appropriation as well. So there's been incidents of blackface in... <laughs> oh <face>. my. <laughs> Listen, don't get me started. So, I'm trying to keep this positive. I don't want it to sound like I'm bashing the community because I love this community yeah. so much and it has really changed my life in ways that I could never have dreamed of. Yeah. But I have to be real that yeah, there is that aspect of it too. See, and... Things like that, right, it, it honestly baffles me, like, especially in the world of kink. Mm. Because I'm just like, everyone, or my understanding is everybody in that community is so accepting yeah. of of what people like and what they don't like. Yes. And so if I ever hear something of that nature, like, mm. I'm just like, how did that even become yeah, a thing? Like it, it, yeah, like it doesn't add up with what you're telling yeah. people yeah. what you're about. Yeah. Um, and oh, just, sad. you know, it's supposed to be, burlesque is supposed to be a, a really body positive, yeah. affirming. It's a celebration, like celebration, you said. Celebration, yeah. So when those incidents happen... Um, it's it's quite triggering and it's quite painful and it's it's worse when um these things are brought up and it's completely ignored or you are sort of targeted as trying to cause or create an issue yeah. and um downplay somebody as an artist. But I'm sorry, we need to all be responsible for our art. It's not just about what you want to do. You have to also take into consideration like why am I choosing this particular song why am I moving this particular way why have I called my act this particular thing yeah um if you're not a person of color yeah or a black person sometimes certain things just aren't for you I'm sorry in fact I'm not sorry no you're not sorry they're not for you it's it's facts (laughs) like it's facts yeah um there's so many ways that we can celebrate each other but there's also a lot of things that you just can't touch. Um, for example, if you are um, not a person of colour, I mm. don't believe you should be trying to pay tribute to somebody like Josephine Baker, because that act is really, really powerful. And um, have, have you seen her no. banana skirt act? I don't think I have. Okay, I can show you um, some examples. But it was a time where, you know, black performers could only be booked if they lived up to those racial stereotypes. So she comes out and does quite a a poignant 
dance and she's got a sky of bananas and she makes certain faces it's kind of like mocking herself yeah. and mocking um oh, i think i have no actually yeah, yeah but yeah. that was the way how she could take up space at that time um that was the way that she had to you know be seen yeah. at that time um i would only want to see a celebration of that powerful person done by people of colour. Yeah. That's just one example. Um and just you know, wearing certain things from other people's cultures, I just don't believe it's the way I don't believe it's the way. There's other ways yeah. that you can um share the art of burlesque yeah. without kind of taking from somebody yeah, else's yeah, culture definitely. even if the intention is not to cause harm it's going to cause harm and even if a person from that culture says it's okay it doesn't mean it's okay for, for everyone mm-hmm. yeah yeah um but that's not just burlesque that's a lot of um that's a, a, yeah. a big issue <laughs> in the world yeah. in in fashion, fashion in, in absolutely everything you know it's in absolutely it's everything films when i look back on certain <clears> films <throat> and you know just the, the actors that people have chosen to yeah. play certain roles it's it's a massive issue and it has to stop yeah it has to stop and that it goes beyond race it's also um you know, people who are trans don't need to be played by cis people. Mm. People who are disabled don't need to be played by able-bodied people. Like, it's a, so many things that we need to do better, I think, yeah. in the arts. But conversations is, is where it starts. It starts yeah. with conversations. Yeah, definitely. Oh. <laughs> okay, let's... Um, like, I want to bring the conversation back up. Um okay, let's talk about sexuality. Yeah. And um sexual orientation. Yeah. So I was having like a look at all of the different terms because like as much as I know them, sometimes like I want to make sure that I know them properly. Yeah. Um, and then I somehow fell down a bit um, uh, of a rabbit hole. Yeah. And I took a test on what my sexual <laughs> orientation is. A, okay. I didn't even know that these kind of tests were out there, but Google yeah. has everything. So I was like, all right, let me see. Um, and I took two and I didn't write down the names of them, but I wouldn't advise anybody to take them anyway. Um so, yeah, because it's quite limiting, yeah, isn't it? See, that's what I... So I think both of them had about eight questions. Okay. Um, and it was very much, um, are you attracted to men or women? Do you find that you're drawn more towards men? Do you find that you're mm. drawn more towards women? Blah, blah, blah. So I'm doing this and, and I had an, an idea of what I thought it would come out as, which it did. So both tests came out with me being bi, which obviously like wasn't a surprise to me mm-hmm. um but I just found it interesting that that those kind of tests exist yeah especially when you can identify as an array of things like do you know what I mean yeah what was the options that you could oh well I guess you wouldn't know did it say how many different types of results there were so on the first one I think it was just literally <laughs> yeah you already know um straight <laughs> By 
feel like gay and and a fourth one but it was like limited to four and then that's how I then end up being like but there are so many other there are so many more yeah so I was just like okay like a the test was definitely shit um (laughs) but I just found it interesting that that those kind of tests are out there and then it got me thinking about I'm like how many people might have taken that thinking Mm. maybe this will kind of help me yeah because I'm a bit unsure of yeah. where to place myself or um how to um identify yeah um so like I wanted to ask you how you uh, um identify first of all and then I was going to go through a couple of terms that either I hadn't heard of or yeah. I was just like okay this might be cool to kind of yeah. go through I I just sexuality yeah. so pansexual mm-hmm. Pansexual is what I identify as. Yeah. Which means I can be attracted to any person of any gender. Yeah. And am I right in saying that being pan, it's it's more um, an attraction to someone's energy? Yeah, or... because I don't, well, yeah, it's the energy because I don't, see people just by what their gender is yeah um even though there's that word in it sexual um yeah it's, it's not just about that sexual energy it's yeah. about all the other energies as well mm-hmm. um you know that emotional connection that spiritual connection if if that applies yeah yeah um when did you um, come to realise that you were pan or like do you feel like you've always known I probably always knew and didn't have the language for it there yeah. was a long period of my life where I identified as bisexual yeah. then just completely as a lesbian yeah. um, because I felt like I couldn't be attracted to more than one gender because okay. a lot of as you know a lot of people who are bi get so much shit just like pan people do Mm -hmm. as if you're confused or just going through this phase where you've got like all these like people lined up and you just decide on the day which one you like I've (laughs) had confused I've had greedy yeah um I don't know if I've talked about it before like on the pod but um I had an 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 ex-boyfriend who didn't take well to me being like I'm attracted to both men and and women Mm. um not that I, I had any expectations of, of how I thought he would take it, but the way he took it was so negative. Yeah. And his whole thing was, well, you could just cheat on me with a woman because she can give you something that I can't. Mm. And and I think at that time, I also didn't have like the language to say, but it's 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 a lot more than than that. Yeah. Um. So like, I was just a bit like, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's really, it really pisses me off when straight men decide how somebody is going to act based on their sexuality, yeah. not matching theirs. Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> In a nutshell, no. No, <laughs> just no. <laughs> like, I don't see why people who are not straight 
um, have to play up to other people's insecurities or assumptions or stereotypes mm-hmm. just to make them feel comfortable. That That is over. That's not happening anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's just, it's difficult because it's, you know, how we're brought up you're either this way or that way mm-hmm. um there's no no one is well people are trying now to teach from young that you can be more than just this way or that way but look at all of the outrage that there is with that yeah um it's just this constant fight to keep things as they've always been but really, what does that even mean? Yeah. How have they always been? The majority of people have probably just been putting on a mask so that they don't have to deal with all of the conflict mm. that you get for not fitting the norm, whatever that's mm-hmm. supposed to mean. And, like, for you, like, how did you find it as a black woman as well? Difficult. Um, I don't feel that I have... I wasn't raised in a family where you really, <laughs> where taught, it was really yeah. taught that you can be anything. But I also wasn't raised in a family that is really homophobic. Okay. So I'm quite lucky. But yeah. I, um, I think my mum struggled and maybe still does struggle a little bit with it. But then my current partner is um, a guy, so... Uh, I always okay. kind of think, does she now think that I'm suddenly... Like, Cured. Yeah, yeah, or it was a phase or yeah. something. <laughs> but, yeah, it was it was hard coming mm. out. It was really difficult. Um, and I remember being at, at... was it No, yeah, it was at college, sixth form. And, like, about... I don't know how many people... I'd been to school with all of these girls and, you know, it wasn't their fault. That was just, they were quite inquisitive or whatever and they didn't mean it. But it was really traumatic when they all came up to me and asked, are you gay (laughs) one day, literally? And I don't know how... What, like, out of the blue? Yeah. But I think, obviously, someone must have said something. But I just... Oh, wow. I I still don't know who. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, yeah. Um, Because that for whatever reason had to happen yeah. in my life but it was really difficult I just remember that day just going home sobbing like oh, oh my god everyone knows that's yeah. it now life's over um it was hard it was really hard and nobody else was like me mm. well not that I knew anyway and then eventually you make friends but I do remember that time being really isolated and miserable because everybody had boyfriends and I'd had boyfriends in the past Mm -hmm. but I just didn't want to only have a boyfriend I wanted more and what that obviously looks like was being with somebody who I felt I could relate to more and who um was a lot more like me yeah at that time anyway and how did your your friends deal with it because like I think beforehand i i often thought that your your friends would understand because mm. they are your friends but that's false it um, is very false yeah. isn't it we we hope that we i yeah <laughs> we idolize our friends and we create this picture of how it will be and it's not always yeah, the case no. um 
And that isn't to kind of blame them, but obviously everybody has their own ideals, Mm. um, things that, that they've been taught, like growing up as well. Yeah. So you can't, you can't blame them. No. No. Yeah. Um, sorry, what was the question? How were your friends? How are they now? Or how were they? How were they? Okay. Um, some of them were absolutely fine. But some of them I felt really made a thing of it. Okay. That was how they were fine with it. And they would often make a point of telling everyone, like in social situations, if it was new people, oh yeah, this is my friend, but she won't be interested in you because she likes girls kind of thing okay and I know they didn't mean it in any kind of negative way but it kind of then felt like that was all I was to them that was how they it was just yeah because before I would have just been who I was yeah my name and that's it but then it was just about sexuality all the time yeah um when I had that particular group of friends that was really hard and then a lot of the time especially if it was like men they would just really like go in with all the inappropriate questions mm. or if it was girls it would be suddenly become the thing of I've always been curious like it makes it immediate that you're gonna want to like experiment yeah. with these girls yeah. and it was like no <laughs> I'm not a test for you to be like well I've tried it like yeah yeah, yeah it was just I get it, it was really difficult I felt like I was being always sexualized by by everyone by everyone yeah and that was so hard um you know men went in to see if they could turn me or women went in to use me as an experiment that oh that was difficult and i think back i'd forgotten about how bad that was yeah. actually that was yeah. yeah it was challenging and I was a lot different than now. I would completely shut things down if it made me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But back then, I just didn't have that assertiveness yet. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I definitely get it. Mm. So, staying on the topic of sexuality, here's a few um, definitions yeah. and terms that I found that I that I was thinking. I wonder if if other people have heard of mm. as well. So, there's asexual which I'm aware of and I'd like to think that some people are as well but if you're not um the the what's the word I'm I'm looking for the orientation yeah yeah that I've got here used to describe people who do not experience sexual attraction um and to be fair from having this podcast I've actually spoken to a lot of people that yeah. identify as um, uh, asexual. Yeah. Um, and it's been very interesting to kind of have those kind of conversations because because I get it. Yeah. Um, and I feel like I've had p- periods of time like in my life where I just haven't been attracted to anybody. Yeah. But didn't really know what to call it or if there was even like yeah. a name for it and, and just thought I'm just not attracted to anyone. Yeah. Yeah, um, I think a lot of people probably um, are and don't realise because there's so much pressure to have attraction to yeah. somebody. Um, it's a, yeah, people who are asexual, asexual don't get validated enough and yeah. it's really unfair. Um, I agree. 
Um, another one, um, a romantic. Mm-hmm. So that is used to describe people who do not experience romantic attraction. Yeah. Um, let me find another one. Sapiosexuality. Yeah. Being attracted to intelligence. Yeah. Which that one I definitely get. Yeah, me too. Definitely get. I was just like, <laughs> yeah, cool, fine. Um, androsexual mm-hmm. um, is being primarily sexual. Wait, hold on. There's there's some words in here which I can't read. <laughs> being primarily sexually, aesthetically, and or romantically attracted to masculinity. Okay, so this one I actually found very very interesting mm. because. I know, or I've heard of like a lot of, no, let me start again. When I've spoken to women who are attracted to men only, yeah. describe the kind of man yeah. that they like. Yeah. I'm just like, so you're just attracted to the idea of masculinity. Yeah, because what is masculinity? Yeah. What, what like, are they measuring what, that against? Yeah. Um, and so when I have either had a conversation with um, another woman and she's like, oh, you know, he's a great guy, but but just not like manly enough. Oh, like, like, I'm like, <laughs> what is that? Like, does he I have know. to chop wood by a river? <laughs> like, <laughs> what is masculinity? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I was just like, okay, at least I know that, that there's a word for that. Yeah. Which I'm probably going to be like, do you know that this means that you're this? Because. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And I mean, no disrespect to men. I, I always say I'm not bashing men because I, I have sex with, with men as well. Yeah. Um, but I do feel like trying to play up to this idea of what masculinity is, mm. is the root of a lot of issues that men yeah. can have. It's very toxic. Yeah. And it doesn't serve anyone. But unfortunately, it is what has been promoted since the beginning of time. Of time. <laughs> Like, yeah, it's absolutely insane. Um, Demi-romantic is people who do not experience romantic attraction until a strong emotional or sexual connection is formed with a yeah. partner. Yeah, I definitely get that. Um, demisexual, people on the asexual spectrum who do experience some sexual attraction, but only in certain situations. Yeah. Um, so like after they formed a strong emotional or romantic connection with a partner. Um, what's another cool one? Cool. But um, mm, polyamorous, we've definitely talked about that before on yeah. on the podcast. Yeah. How do you say this one? Scoliosexual? Scoliosexual. I don't know that one. I've heard of all the others except yeah. this. So this one is being primarily sexually, romantically and or aesthetically attracted to genderqueer, transgender and or non-binary people. Right, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, um, yeah, so I, I thought, let's kind of go through some terms. Um, guys, let me know if you've heard of them before, if you identify with any of the ones that I said, or if you're just like, I've never heard of, of this before, and mm. I'll send you the list because there's a massive list. I was also having a look at um, sex toys that I'd even never heard of before, never seen before, 
or was just like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> so I came across two that really caught my eye. One is a, a rimming plug. Right, okay. Um, and it's a butt plug, but wait, hold on. Let me get this right. Also, I have a butt plug story. So I'm going to kind of dive into that as well. It's a plug that makes it feel like you're being rimmed as well. Oh, because it vibrates. That's what I was thinking. It yeah. vibrates, but does it also do some other stuff that I've yeah. never heard of no, before? No, okay. So okay. Um, <laughs> it vibrates. Okay, so I get it. Um, so my butt plug story. Um, I've wanted to use butt plugs for yeah. the longest time okay. and I've tried and I've been unsuccessful right, okay. several times and okay. I was finding myself getting really, really frustrated mm. I was, because I was so interested and this is something that I was never interested in before. If if you had asked me like five years ago, I'd be yeah. like, me? Yeah. Anal play? <laughs> never. Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> However, I'm all for it now. Um, so... A butt plug that I had tried before, which I think I've, I've talked about before, had like a fox's tail. And I wanted to use that because I just thought it was beautiful. Yeah. But it was more like metal-ish. The plug is metal. Yeah. yeah I've seen quite a lot of yeah. things. Yeah. So it just wouldn't. Yeah. It wasn't going anywhere. Yeah. You've got to be really. Yeah. I it wasn't going anywhere. I don't in play yeah. personally, but. I know a lot of people who do and love it, but yeah, you've got to be really yeah. comfortable, relaxed. Yeah. And, and and I tried and I tried and I tried. And like, like I just found that I was too tense. So yeah. I was just like, you know what, this isn't for me. Um, so then I got sent some silicone butt plugs. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Absolutely say, amazing. Tried, yeah. yeah. Um, so I tried one recently and oh my God. The orgasm. <laughs> oh my god. The orgasm was incredible. Oh my god. Like it was absolutely incredible. That's amazing. Um and what had actually happened was I had the the butt plug in. Yeah. I had a glass dildo. Yeah. In my vagina. Yeah. And then I had a wand on my clit all at the oh same time. Oh my god. And I could have died, that but it would have unreal. been like the most amazing death. But it was just, it, it honestly, it was out of this world. Yeah. Like I, I haven't felt pleasure like that before. Yeah. And I always like being able to be like, wow, I've gone to like a new level. Mm. Um, because where um, I, I try a lot, um, I always think, oh my God, like what if I like peak? And, yeah, yeah. And like... There's nothing more. Yeah. But there is. Um, yeah. Super cool. So anyone that is interested in butt plugs, my personal uh, um, recommendation is to try silicone because okay, they yeah. just, they worked a lot better for me and literally slid right in. I say that. <laughs> With lube. With lube. Use wrong. lube. Oh my God. It didn't slide in dry because that's ridiculous. A lot of lube. And then it just yeah. said, bloop. Amazing. It was amazing. Okay. And then the other... Um, so can I just ask, did on. you have an orgasm at all three points? Like, like how can I, I put it? it? It was just Was like, it like multiple orgasms, yeah. I mean? Or, or um, was that? No, no, okay. no. So it was like just one... 
massive orgasm. Yeah. But I felt the pleasure from my clit. Yeah. Um, my G spot. Okay. And my, not my A spot. What's it called? In I've my never, ass, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I've never had an um, G spot orgasm yet. You haven't? I don't. Actually, yeah, you were asking earlier about things that, but that wouldn't, actually, no, that wouldn't answer that question. Yeah, I've never had that kind of, um, exp- I've never had that orgasm yeah. yet. I'm, I, I'm very fortunate. Yeah. Um, cause I know that not everybody can. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm v- very, very fortunate to be able to, mm. um, but even when I think about my first G-spot orgasm, it took like a lot for me to get there anyway. Yeah. Um, because I used to have like, I guess I'm um, like a habit where I would feel like all the build up and then stop. And I'm like, okay, okay, like. Yeah, I often feel like I need to pee. Yeah. And my partner's encouraged me to like try and keep yeah, going. Yeah, keep going. All my friends have said, when you feel that, just keep going. Yeah. But I just can't because yeah. I panic that I'm going to pee everywhere. But you know what? <laughs> but Even maybe if you do. I know. Well, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, like I know what you mean. But um, it's, it's definitely a case of having to like, yeah. push past that because that's exactly what I feel I'm just like mm. there's there's all this pressure which feels like it's in my bladder mm-hmm. so then I think oh my god am I gonna wet myself yeah and then I'm just like keep going and I don't piss myself yeah disclaimer <laughs> um but even if you did it's yeah fine. but even if I did but there's this other one called the Eva 2 um and basically it has wings that tuck under the labia so it gives you clitoral stimulation while being penetrated in sex wow yeah i need that i think right <laughs> i was just like that's um like it's, it's it's almost like like a cock ring but for a woman yeah 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 that sounds great yeah um and i'm all for like combined pleasure like, like yeah i want everything everywhere um, yeah so that was I very feel like cool it's quite important to incorporate um toys if you want to yeah like i often like to um but i can't sleep with someone who is offended by it because it's just yeah. not going to work yeah same. <laughs> i'm the absolute same and i i've had it where to be fair, I probably should have had a conversation before, but I'm also mm. the kind of person where when I'm caught up in the moment, I'm just like, yeah, oh my God, everything. Just, like, want to just reach for it. Or... Yeah. But I've done that before where I've like pulled out one yeah. of my amazing vibrators yeah. and I've had a partner be like, what, what are you doing? Yeah. yeah. And get a bit offended and think, what, am I not enough? And I'm just yeah, like, it's, it's got about, nothing to do yeah. with whether you're enough or not. Yeah. Right now, it's about my pleasure. Yeah. Please. <laughs> Please, can you talk to me about my pleasure and not your ego? Like, Was that <sighs> um, a guy that was upset about it? Yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> it was. But then we did have a conversation afterwards. <clears throat> and, and I guess I had the conversation that I should have had prior. Yeah. So I can't even be mad because mad, yeah. um, I didn't prepare him. Yeah. Um, That's fair enough. Yeah. But at the same time, 
just not all about you. Yeah, it's just not, it's <laughs> not all about you. And then, all right, so this is more um, a product. I came across this thing called the Come and Gone Cleanup Sponge. Okay. Right. This is essentially, guys, what I need you to picture is like like a sponge in a cylindrical. Is that a word? Hmm. <laughs> picture like a lollipop. <laughs> yeah. But what would be the, the lollipop is a sponge. Right. So, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So basically the way that this this product works or why the people behind it felt like it was necessary is because they didn't feel like women should have to do that like dash to the bathroom to pee oh, after okay. um a man has finished inside of them yeah so they made a sponge okay i'm personally i'm not for it um but you put the sponge in give mm. it a twirl take it out you throw it away I feel like it would be painful for some reason. It doesn't sound comfortable yeah, like, at all. It sounds like when you put in a tampon and you cringe. And yeah, like, I die. and it's a lot bigger than a tampon. <laughs> That's um, so in my mind, I'm just like, just pee, like, which is also very good for you anyway. Yeah, but, I think that needs to come out if it's there. Yeah, <laughs> and I was just like, how, how good could the sponge be? And I just can't mm. picture myself putting a like a sponge yeah in my vagina then what do you do with the sponge like by the time to... you do all that you might as well just go toilet that's what i'm saying <laughs> so i was just like i get it but yeah i i, I definitely don't think it maybe it's if you don't have access to a toilet at that time i don't know neither do i it's it is a, a very weird and wonderful product but it's out there so Maybe we should try it and see. See what we think after we've tried it. I don't know if I'm... (laughs) I don't think it's for me. Because I can just... I'm intrigued, but I'm also scared. Yeah, like, I can... I don't mind doing the dash to the bathroom. Yeah, me either. And and just kind of sitting for a minute and just kind of pondering, well, this is good sex. Yeah. Just be like, get out. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's definitely... Not for me, mm. um, but while we are here, and maybe before we wrap up, um, I wanted to give you guys a review of a toy that a lot of people have asked me about. Um, and also I'm gonna be doing a giveaway for this toy as well. So um, if you came to my live show and if you listened to the episode called, shit, what was it called? Big, big, clear energy big pussy energy (laughs) one of those um you would have heard myself and my guest that came on talking about this amazing wand and honestly it's an amazing wand so the wand is called the h30 and it's by honor who are are sponsoring this episode this episode sorry so this wand is like it looks a lot like a microphone Okay. It's stunning. It's black and gold, which I I find that color just beautiful. Wait, do I have it? Sorry. Do you have it? I think so. Maybe. Oh, I have one that looks exactly like what yeah, you're saying. Similar. Yeah. So it's black with like a gold trim. Mm. Um, it has three buttons on it: on button, a plus sign, and a minus. 
Um, it feels amazing in your hands. The head of the wand is similar to like a microphone head. Um, and that is just... <laughs> amazing um so in terms of the packaging it comes in a satin bag and then that comes in like a black box and one thing that I will say about most brands that I have either ordered from or worked with their packaging is so discreet which I'm mm. always just like please don't expose me to my postman that you're bringing me another sex toy so that's also very very cool um, in terms of your speeds and vibration patterns, it's five speeds, 10 patterns. Um, I've said it before, I am someone that likes to try all of them as best as I can without coming. Um, but these patterns and speeds will drive you absolutely mad. Um, yeah. So my personal experience, I've used it. I've used it twice now. When I first got it, I was a bit like, hmm, I don't know. Um, sometimes I get a bit like intimidated by a really big okay. toy or okay. wand. Yeah. Um, but when I actually used it, A, I squirted, which is great. Wow. Like, I squirt anyway, but not a lot of toys can get me to that point. Mm. But it almost felt like it was just nonstop. The... The way that it felt on my clip was just out of this world. Like, I cannot stress it enough. And what I'm saying isn't even anything to do with the company. It's just the fact that this gave me so much pleasure. Mm. And um, and I like talking about pleasure, obviously. So I have an, an entire podcast about <laughs> sex. But I, I also like kind of getting... Uh, giving other people that op that opportunity to have that yeah. pleasure as well. Yeah. Um, and I know a few of you have bought this this product and you've been like, oh my God, Georgette. And I'm like, I told you. It's amazing. So I will say, guys, go out and get it. Um, you can get 15% off at Honor using the code JTT15. Check it out. You will not be disappointed. Yeah, <laughs> if, if you're all about playing with your clear and also making the time that you play with your clip very like central and like about you mm. so I'm very much like I'm gonna run myself like a nice bath and I'm gonna come and I'm gonna play my favorite music burn yeah. some oils light a candle and it's all very central and very much about mm. me um yeah yeah <laughs> definitely go out and try it. Random question. I'm like, when you masturbate, do you, do you talk to yourself? No, never. No? Never. I don't know why it's never even crossed my mind yeah. to do that. Um, yeah, no, do you? I've noticed that I do. Okay. Um, and I give myself like a lot of, um, um, what's the term? Positive reinforcement. Yeah, and I was just like, like I don't know if I've always done that, but I've noticed it a lot more recently. Mm. And I'll be like, you can keep going. You like this, this is nice, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, and then when I do actually come, I'm just like, that was great. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I proper talk to myself right now. That's amazing. Um, yeah. No, I, don't, I don't ever do that. I'll only use, um, I'll only talk, 
if I can at the point of having the orgasm okay. if I'm trying to do sex magic and set an intention during that really powerful moment. What is that? So <laughs> again, I'm not probably the best will. How I see it might not be how somebody else sees it, but yeah. for me it is um, magic that is done during the most powerful, um, during magic that is done when energy at it, as, is at its most potent, which for me is when you're having an orgasm, that is where you would vibrate your absolute highest. For me, yeah. personally, because someone else, it might be during meditation where yeah. they feel they vibrate highest. For me, it's during orgasm. And it's visualising um, what you are trying to make happen mm-hmm. and thinking of it and then during the orgasm saying like maybe a few words or a whole chant sentence whatever really? like, yeah I've never heard of this before okay yeah I've I feel like I've conjured a few things by sex magic oh my been god amazing. yeah okay so <laughs> um when you chant mm. what are you this might sound like a really stupid question <laughs> What are you chanting for? Or uh, it depends on what the intention is that I've set in that in that spell, if you want to call it a spell, yeah. in that um, in that wish. Oh my god! Prayer. It depends on what you want to call it. Um, what example can I give? I actually, I can't. I don't want to give an example because it's quite a sacred. Yeah, thing for no, me. that's um, fine. But it could be anything from maybe someone specific that you want to appear in your life. Yeah. Um, not like a specific person, but those types of qualities yeah. or something you want for yourself. Um, a feeling that you want for yourself. Um, a specific freedom you want for yourself. So many things. Do you chant? <laughs> Oh, I'm going to sound so ignorant. I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Do you chant in in English? Yes, because that's, um, at the moment, my only language. Okay. Well, my main language. I've been brought up around a little patois, but that's my my main language is English. Wow. Um, I want to know more now. Uh, Yeah, it was actually... um, it was another dom that taught me about sex magic. Yeah. Um, and different things to try. And it, yeah, it was amazing when I realised this is a thing. Yeah. Did some research on it. Um, but yeah, for me, that that is how it is for me. It might not be how it mm-hmm. is for somebody else. Would you consider yourself like as a good witch? Yeah. Yeah, you do. Well, I, I think, yeah, because it's like if people can either be... I don't want to say there's good and bad, and bad there's, yeah, there's elements about me that someone or myself might feel is bad. I think I'm just a person who identifies as as a witch, but what that means is completely different to what it would mean for somebody else. Yeah. I know that word can be quite scary for yeah. a lot of people. Um, it's actually a very liberating thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um and I try to, yeah, I use magic 
for good, but sometimes I'm very tempted to teach people a lesson, but you know, it's not, for me personally, it's not worth the energy that will return to you threefold. I do believe that um, you reap what you sow. Um, And I can't take (laughs) those consequences. yeah, it's it's difficult to, yeah, because sometimes people do really terrible things and you yeah. think, oh, if I could just do this little <laughs> thing, like, would you still be laughing or would you ever do it again? Yeah. Um, but it's also about not, about walking away and not expecting, um, having that expectation of yourself to do all of that work to mm-hmm. teach that person the lesson because that becomes work in itself. Yeah. That's not where I want my energy to go. Yeah. I want my energy to go in in good. So I'll do things like um protect it's more like protective spells, I would call them for mm-hmm. myself and for others if they agree to it. Um some of my closest friends are also um into um magic and um that's been a really really amazing thing for me mm-hmm. um especially a close friend of mine who's also um someone who shoots me a lot me a monster if you're listening hey baby <laughs> love you um we talk a lot about spirituality witchcraft yeah. um kink yeah i've learned a lot from her as well yeah i'm um, yeah, it's really powerful and it's not something that you can wait. I don't want to say too much because it's, yeah, yeah, it's such no, a no, sacred that's thing. Fine. Yeah, yeah but, um, that's very cool because yeah, like, I have um, uh, a close friend and I always call her my good witch yeah. because she is someone, whenever I'm there, the crystals are out, yep. the candles are burning. Yep. Um, if I'm <laughs> like, oh my God, I've got a pain like in my left elbow, she's like, yeah. like, what you need is to do this. Like, yeah. Everything, and and also one thing that I love about her is everything that she ever tells me is so like like natural, yeah. And and I really just enjoy very mm. like natural things. Yeah, she sounds amazing. Yeah, I mean, witches are people who um use what has already been gifted yeah. to them via the earth. It is about things that are natural. That is how I believe um we were in the beginning. Yeah. Um, but you know certain groups made that a really negative thing and you know just if you look at back at history on how women who identified as witches were treated even though they weren't doing anything bad it's it's like complete genocide Mm -hmm. um but yeah I'm, I'm very grateful for my my friends who are also witches I've got another good friend of mine as well who I went to her house recently and she um did a really healing ceremony and reading for me um and her cat came and sat right next to us as well she was on the bed initially um but then as soon as we began she just jumped up and came and sat right beside us as soon as we were finished she she went Oh wow! Yeah, it was really powerful. Um, so yeah, I really, I really respect and appreciate those people in my yeah. life, 
And even today on my, my Instagram story, I put a message out to any witches. Can you please give me any, like, healing vibes, cures, spells that you would use yeah. for, like, migraines yeah, and migraine. stuff? And people mm. reached out and it was all, like, really, like, powerful, oh, wow. natural things that I I do know about. But sometimes you just have that blockage when you're, yeah. you've got that kind of, you know unbalance going on or whatever mm-hmm. so it's good to reach out and ask them for help because they'll always come through for me always that's very cool <laughs> oh yeah I had another question where did the name come from my yeah name Persia Kit yeah. is inspired by oh wait yeah you told me this already the queen no Eartha Kit oh yeah <laughs> okay she's everything to me cool um, she is an absolute goddess. I'm the ultimate, like, take no shit kind yeah. of person. Love like, that. I need some of that energy in my life right about now, <laughs> to be completely honest. Like, yeah. Um, there's an interview that she did, and um, the person interviewing her said, um, like, if a man came into your life... <laughs> I'm laughing because it just cracks me up. Her reaction is so pure. The way she just looks at him, her eyebrows raise because he basically says, wouldn't you want to compromise if a man came into your life? And she just finishes him. Yeah. And then like cackles laughing at him and just calls him stupid. (laughs) And she says about 10 times, for what? For what? For what? Like she's so angry by it. And then she's like, you know, relationship has to be earned. Like this is not, I'm not here to compromise myself. Yeah. Um, and that's really important, I think, especially for black women. We're always taught we have to be louder or quieter. Or I mean, I know that that's a thing for women anyway, but I'm talking about black, black women, women right yeah. now. It's There's so much pressure on us to always fit in in different situations yep. and to mould ourselves. Yep. And that was one of the first times I really felt um, that I was watching a woman who was like, no. Mm. And, you know, she was not she's not around anymore, sadly. That was yeah, um, yeah. many years ago. So that makes it even more amazing to me that she was doing it mm. at a time where that would not have been encouraged at all. Wow. So, yeah, she's my inspiration. Um, That's very cool. Catwoman as well. She played Catwoman yeah. in Batman. She... Had, um, you know, an amazing career, life. She went through a lot of trauma and um, she is just a survivor and absolute inspiration mm. to me. Um, do you have any shows coming up at all? My next show is on the 17th of October. I will be appearing in the Sex Ed um, show with some other good friends of mine, yeah. um, Bonnie Knockers, Cleo Panther, who I do my femdom act with, and um, Ruby Corkscrew. So Bonnie and Ruby um, created this show, and um, it's produced by Tempest Rose, who is our burlesque mother, and that's yeah. where we all went when we did... Um, when we were starting out in burlesque, we did her classes and then we graduated mm-hmm. um, at House of Burlesque. Um, so it's an amazing sex positive show, oh, educational. Really 
it will be on the 17th of October at the Royal Vauxhall Tavern. Mm-hmm. Uh, the link is in my bio on okay, Instagram. Cool. Um, I can't think of... There's, it's not just us in the show, but my mind's gone blank. Yeah. Um, Lolo Brown will be there. Um, Onyx Fatal, Sadie Sinner, who um, is the founder of the Cocoa Butter Club, she'll be at yeah. that one. Oh, and, cool. Um, I might come. Yeah, do you come if yeah, you're free. Yeah, like that's... Um... And Bambi Bang Bang um, oh. will be there. Yeah, I don't want to forget anyone. No, it's <laughs> But cool. yeah, if you um, click the link in my bio, you'll see all there. my birthday week. Oh, amazing. Um, yeah. Thursday night. Should be fun. It's always a fun show. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, that's my next one. Unless something comes up before in, in, then. In between, yeah, yeah, that's my next one at the moment. Cool. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for having for me. For joining me today. This was very, very fun. Um, can you let people know where they can find you and yeah. follow you? So my Instagram, I'm Persia Kit. I'm P-U-R-R-S-I-A-K-I-T-T. And also if you um, search my Facebook page is also Persia Kit. Um, I am creating a website. I've been Ooh. I've been doing this website for so long. I'm so rubbish with like <laughs> technology sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's coming soon. But yeah, I mostly use Instagram. Yeah, at the moment. Cool. Yeah. Thank you, um, guys. You can follow me at just underscore Georgette. I need to keep remembering that because I'm going to say my old handle and. <laughs> all that stuff but yeah just underscore georgette on twitter and instagram and you can follow the pod at just the tip pod pod on twitter and instagram as well i oh shit totally forgot i should have said this beforehand so the um one that i was talking about duh i'm giving it away (laughs) so um, so i got sent to one for myself and one for you guys so i think the best way that i'm gonna do this competition is I'm going to put a post up on just a tip pod Instagram, probably of the wand itself. So you can have a look if you haven't seen it already. And I think what I'm going to do is you have to tag honor and like the post, and then I'll just pick a winner at random. And then I will send you a nice new wand. But yeah, I will aim to do that the day that this episode comes out. So if you're listening to this episode and you're listening to this, head over to my Instagram and have a look and enter to win this toy. My memory is so bad. I'm so glad I remembered that. Yes, guys, thank you for listening. I'm out of here. I'm getting tired. I will speak to you in two weeks. The episode after this is my birthday episode. So I would like birthday wishes because I'm going to be older than what I currently am. And I'm just like, wow, okay, that's happening. So yes, I will speak to you guys on my birthday. Bye-bye. I know you wanna. I know you wanna.